Jesus speaks a lot about money. Perhaps it is because money is a man-made construct. Money was created to simplify and standardize a system of exchange. Throughout all time, we, human beings, have determined its value. And we have determined the value of other things against the value of money. Consider how the value of the dollar has changed over the last century. In the early part of the 20th century, the value of the dollar was based on the gold standard. That is no longer the case. There is even discussion again about how the value of the dollar might be measured. Determining the value of money is a carefully measured and calculated decision. But the truth remains that we, human beings, we can make the decision. It is completely within our creative capacity and with our within our authority to make the decision about money's value. And the people in charge of these decisions consider them carefully because they know that the value of countless other things will be influenced by the outcome. This is how money works. Where it goes wrong is when we think that this man-made construct can attend to the needs and the hopes that are eternal. I'm talking about those things that have been valuable to us from the beginning of all time and will always remain valuable, no matter what socioeconomic strata we find ourselves in. Things like peace, security, freedom, respect, identity, being valued, being loved, being needed. The reason that Jesus has a lot to say about money is because it is often used in an attempt to satisfy these timeless human needs. In our gospel lesson today, Jesus is speaking to the younger brother and his need for security by telling him this parable. You fool, Jesus says about the man in the parable, who was looking to build new storage vessels in place of his old ones in order to guarantee his security. It is folly and vanity to think that you can construct your own security. Perhaps this is the point in my sermon where you're starting to take issue with what I'm saying. Before you to go too far in your counter viewpoint, let me tell you that I acknowledge its reality. I do acknowledge that one who has a lot of crops, one who has a lot of resources, indeed has to determine what to do with them. They should not be squandered or discarded or dismissed in order to learn to rely on God for security. Nor are we to ignore planning for the very probable future. Neither of these is the point of the story. The point is that we quickly satisfy our need for security with things that are temporal, such as financial resources or goods. We are also quick to satisfy our need for security with things that fluctuate in value. Produce will sustain us, but rotten produce will not. And market values, market rates will always vary. 
And because we inherently know that the value of these temporal goods fluctuates, we look to acquire more and more in order that our need for security might be satisfied. Jesus is reminding us that such priorities are folly. When practicing meeting the need for security with temporal goods, we will always find ourselves unsatisfied. Instead, Jesus is reminding us, and thus I'm reminding you, that the way to know security that is unshakable is to find our security in God. This God of relationship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He reminds us of this in the passage of scripture that immediately follows what we read just this morning. Verses 22 through 31 of this 12th, gospel, 12th chapter of Luke say this. He said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your lifespan? If then you are not able to do so small a thing as that, why do you worry about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For it is the nations of the world that strive after all these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, strive for his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Jesus promises us that in prioritizing our discipleship, our relationship with him, we will find what we're looking for. The security that we need and the security that we value, it will be ours. Not because of some holy blessing that will produce more food or financial resources, but because our expectations of those tangible goods will be realistic and true. How might we begin, or perhaps even strengthen, this discipleship focus? I invite you to consider praying each time that you do something in relationship to your own bank account. Even if it is simply clicking on your icon in order to see if a particular check has cleared, or reviewing the regular statement, Maybe it's going to the ATM. Take a minute to pray, prompted by the action of looking at your money statement. You can participate in this prayer practice if you have 50 cents in your account or if you have 50 million. Let your instinctual, responsible action be the prompt of your prayer. Perhaps you'll discover that you don't have words at first, or maybe you'll find that your words change Allow God to give you the words. Receive them without judgment. Let God work these words in you so that God can tend to the very realities of your life.
These daily prayers will develop the richness toward God that is available to us all, a richness that cannot be consumed by rust or eaten by moths, a richness that cannot be stolen. This is God's promise to us in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Creative and loving God, you have given us the capacity to envision the future. We can imagine both the good and the bad possibilities. Assist and strengthen us in our right relationship with this gift. Allow our ability to imagine the future to draw us closer to you in trust and confidence, not worried about what tomorrow brings, but secure in the knowledge that you will provide for our needs. And with each increment of growth of our trust in you, may we be empowered to reveal to others through our actions your caring provision. For it is in you that all of our needs are met. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>